You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. He's a best. Uh, you know, that's kind of a classless move. If you're going to talk, talk to my face. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Judd says that to people who criticize that's him that's on that's social that's media. Like too. our Twitter interactions between a lot of other people <laughs> in the hallway. Or in that's, the hallway. that's Declan with that's Declan with wild Twitter sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, arguing with wild bloggers. That's you want to talk mess. Perfect. Talk mess to my. You face want to talk here. mess about yes. Kevin Fiala? Please, please don't see it to my face. Uh, so, all right, that was amazing. Um, Twins lost that game last night, and yeah. that's fine. We can can do a full breakdown on uh, mm-hmm. what happened there, but. Two things came out of last night's game that we should discuss here on Talking Twins with Mackie and Judd, powered by our friends at Dennis Kirk. It's riding season. If you are, uh, I don't know, maybe you're Josh Donaldson and you're looking to ride away from the up and in fastballs you're likely to see the next time you face White Sox pitching, then uh, I'd hop on a Harley. I'd hop on some kind of a sport bike, whatever it is that you ride. Dennis Kirk has you covered with over 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. And the cool part is if you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. DennisKirk.com, they ship today. Um, all right, who in, in this sort of war back and forth? So Josh Donaldson hits a bomb on, like, the fourth pitch of the game off Lucas Giolito. He crosses home plate, and there's a bunch of, like, uh, hidden camera footage of him clapping his hands together as he crosses home plate, saying something like, it's not sticky anymore. It's not <laughs> sticky anymore. And he's like got his hands kind of glummed together. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently G. Little caught wind of this after the game, and that was his reaction, just trashing Josh Donaldson completely. So who do you side with here? Do you think G. Little has the right to be offended that Donaldson clapped him sort of passive-aggressively going back to the dugout? Or is Josh Donaldson correct to just take victory laps all over Major League pitchers who used to use sticky substances? All right. If the Twins were a good team, I probably would find this uh, amusing and not care one blast. bit. But when your would, team dude, is, if, if this was a so first place fun. battle, that would have oh, been amazing right. last night. But I'd probably come come on here if this was a first place team and Josh was ha- having a great year. I'd probably come on here and praise him and say this is fantastic. But the reality is they're a terrible team, and they had a two nothing lead, which you knew was in peril immediately, right? <laughs> and for Donaldson to pull that crap it, to me is just. What are you doing? Like, know the time and place. Have some common sense. What are you doing there? It makes absolutely no sense. So, so I side with Giolito here because of the circumstance. Wow. If the circumstance were different, I'd go with Josh. Who's the White Sox right, fan De- on the show now? I thought I was the White Sox fan all season. Now I got Lucas Giolito being backed up by Judson. Yeah, easy, ha- easy Hawk Harrelson. Yeah, okay, all right. What's, what's Donald? You can doing? put it on the board. Your team's, yes. your team's crappy. It's embarrassed. Don't don't pull that stunt if your team I, is crappy. I got to pump your brakes, Judd. Uh, Declan can be the tiebreaker here because now where I will agree is there's a little bit of like, all right, you guys are 12 games back. Let's calm down a little bit with the taunting. Uh, I, I can sort of see that argument, you know, look at the scoreboard. But the degree to which pitchers get offended 
by hitters either taking them deep or trash talking. It's like pitchers. You guys have spent the last two or three years, not all of you, but a large chunk of you have spent the last two or three years finding these like black market substances, hiding them on your gloves, on your body, on the inside of your belt, the underside of your cap. And you've been dominating hitters with illegal sticky substances. And so I think hitters deserve to take a couple of victory laps here over the last couple of weeks and uh, and get the last word here. But like, look at every other sport. There's gamesmanship. One guy gets the best of another guy. Like the NBA playoffs, every night, like Patrick Beverly is one of the most like insufferable, uh, <laughs> like heel villainous players, right? I mean, he, so he he commits a flagrant foul on Chris Paul a couple nights ago. He undercuts his legs. It was kind of controversial because it looked like he was just going through a screen, but like he undercut Chris Paul's legs. Chris Paul, who's like 50 years old, Falls and and bounces like twice off the off the floor and looks like he's dead. Right, <laughs> Patrick Beverly steps over his dead body and does like a mocking celebration of like oh Chris he does like the oh Chris Paul right, <laughs> and the fans got into it. Did Chris Paul turn around and call him like he's a classless pest after the game? No, Chris Paul got up, knocked down three free throws, went right back at Patrick Beverly, and they go at each other. But also- Major League Baseball, it's like pitcher pitchers get. So offended by the dumbest things, yes. and it drives me nuts. But those are two playoff teams. I love that. I love that. What I'm saying is Donaldson has no sense of time or place. What are you doing? Your team stinks. You're on a bad team. Your team's so, an embarrassment. Like, keep your mouth shut and score. Don't you want him to show a little fight? Don't yeah. you like like someone showing a pulse on this team for the first time in, like, three months? Uh, I do, but not in that way. Not when it's 2 nothing in the top of the first. Like, Giolito's good, so you're going to tick him off? That's a great idea. He used to be and, good before the sticky stuff. And by, the way, and by the way, your starter stinks, and you know that. I mean, Kentamite is hot. What the hell's happened there? So well, I think we know what happened. Yeah, we'll get to we that know, clip yeah. in a little bit. Well, here. yeah, that, that's, a very, that's a very good point. That's another talker. That's a great one because, yeah, I think I – think, Rock has lost his mind. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I love it if it's in the right circumstance. But my God, I mean, come on. You are all right, Declan. Break the tie here. No, I'm Team Donaldson here all the way. It'd be one if Jake Cave did that, we have a problem. <laughs> we have a massive problem if like if, Jake no, if, Cave or if Ryan, Rob Ref Snyder yeah, came up. Came. If, if Ryan Jeffers has the authority to try to do something like that, then we got some issues, and I'll side with Judge Zolget. But you're talking about Josh Donaldson, a fiery dude. And when they signed him, this was the kind of guy I wanted on this team. I understand it's frustrating them being in fourth place and them being a bleeping disaster, and we've written them off already on June 30th. Um, But this was the exact kind of player the Twins have needed. I believe, I don't know who it was, I think it was a Sports Illustrated piece, might have been before this season or before 2020, but the quote was, Josh Donaldson is an asshole, and the Twins need an asshole on that team. And that's Josh Donaldson, and I know he had the closed-door meeting, and maybe it sparked something. Who knows? Obviously, they lost again last night. Probably didn't do anything. Yeah, but I love that demeanor, not just on the Twins, but in Minnesota sports, because we don't yeah. have that here. And I love to, that. To that. And to that point, and then I know I know Judd will, will disagree with this, and you'll get your time here too, but I think when you sign Josh Donaldson, you know exactly what you're signing. And I'm kind of surprised that more of this didn't happen last year, but I think some of it is there were no fans in the stadium, and so... Like when you're a hitter and you hit a bomb off a guy like that and you're in front of the opposing crowd, like, and he's a heel personality, that crowd and that environment draws that side of his personality out even more. And so I don't think you can 
celebrate his personality and the different layer that he adds when the twins sign him and then be picky and choosy about when he shows to, uh, when he chooses to display it. Like, yeah, would, would this have been more fun and would it have just been maybe a better situation if the twins were two games back and boom, a two run Homer puts them up, boy, if we can hold on to this lead, now we're going to be one game back and we're headed into July. Like, yes, but I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, sorry, Josh, you got to pick and choose the places where you're, uh, you know, where you're cocky and brash and chirping at the opposing team. I find this team to be despicable. They're despicable beyond <laughs> well, I do too. belief. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I, like I, them. I, I don't like them. They are the wild three years back. And the braggadocia that we get from them now is all not sincere. Like, they're not good. They're a joke as far as I'm concerned. They were supposed to, to be good. One of the biggest disappointments in Minnesota sports history, as far as I'm concerned, as far as like expectations. And so, yeah, I just can't when it's two nothing and you hit a home run and you know, in the back of your mind, we're going to blow this probably because we stink. I just have a, I have a problem with acting like, you know, yeah, we got you. We got you. It's like, well, no, you actually didn't. And you know what? Win the game then. Win the damn game. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you won the game, I would not come on here and say this. But win the game. Don't have Maeda go out there and absolutely choke, and then we'll get to what was said about that, which which to me was absolutely bizarre. But, you know, win the game 5-3. Yeah. That's cool. And then and then celebrate all you want in Giolito's face and and be, you know, your, your uh, a pest, as Giolito said, of yourself. That's all great. But that's my problem, I'm, and I mean, that's always been my line in the sand, and it's what drove me crazy about the Wild, which was, we're going to rally now. Now we're engaged. Now we're going to do this. And I think my thing with Josh, because I do, I get what you guys are saying, and I don't disagree at all. Like, I do like the fire, but I think my thing with Josh, too, and what just makes this team so despicable and despisable to me <laughs> is, is you know, Sunday, Sunday, now we got to bear down, you know, okay, boys, close the locker room, close the clubhouse doors. I got something to say. Now we got to bear down. What? You just played two months of basically bad teams, and you're in last place, and now you got to bear down. You don't have the ability to bear down. So this, to me, is a breaking point where I'm just disgusted. All right. Uh, you know what helps me cope with bad Twins baseball? Beer. Mm. And I'll tell you what. At Score North here, uh, we are presenting the 2021 Growler and Crowler Tour Card, showcasing some of the best craft breweries in the state of Minnesota. Get a Growler card from Invictus Brewery in Beaver Island, uh, Crowlers from uh, Lupulin Brewing, Liftbridge Brewery, all kinds of amazing. Boom Island, uh, Mankata Brewery. Uh, go to TwinCitySavers.com slash TwinCitiesBreweryTour. TwinCitySavers.com slash TwinCitiesBreweryTour. Did you say um, Liftbridge? Oh, there. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let me see you a little. Also, uh, is, it, is it Schramhaus Brewery, too? All kinds of good stuff. Judd's working from home today. I wonder what's in that coffee cup. It might be might be some Liftbridge maybe in there. There was some beer last night. Mm-hmm. There, some, there was some, some beer enjoyed. Uh, all right. So last night, Kenta Maeda, who finished second in Cy Young Award voting, he walked, what, five or six guys. He was like every outing has been the same, basically, where he just like can't find his command. Um, I don't know if he's less than 100%, but there's a lot of questions about why is he not as good as he was last year? This is basically the worst year of his career. And if you're making a pie chart of the reasons why the Twins 
aren't a good baseball team. There's a lot of there's a lot of slices to be doled out, but he's definitely a big chunk of that pie, right? And so somebody last night on the post game Zoom press conference asked Rocco Baldelli, I think it was Marnie Gellner, hey, you know, he again seemed to have trouble with his command, you know, what uh pun intended here, uh can you put your finger on maybe uh what the problem is? Let's listen to Rocco's answer here. Things that I can probably look at. Um you know, the, the humidity and, and the sweating uh, related to everything that's kind of been going on in the game. And, um, you know, some guys having an inability to, uh, you know, feel the ball with, with that, you know, continual perspiration showing up, um, I think was a little bit of a challenge. I think that was at least part of uh, part of what was going on tonight. It was an extraordinarily humid night. Hmm. Did he... <laughs> Basically, just say so. He said, "With everything that's going on in the game yeah. and how some guys yeah. can't get a feel for the don't baseball, sugar, don't sugarcoat." Did it. he basically he said, just say that Kenta Maeda used to be using yeah. sticky stuff and now he's not? Right. He just I mean, said, that's what he said. He just said Kenta cheated and now he can't cheat, and it was humid and his fingers were wet and he couldn't control the baseball. Yes, that's a thousand percent what he said. I, I actually recorded that and sent it to you guys and Royce because, one, I was astounded. <laughs> Rocco ordinarily says almost nothing. Like, he says a lot yeah. of words, and it doesn't make him a bad guy. But he says nothing, and now he just came out and essentially said, baseball's crackdown cost my guy. Um, I was absolutely floored. This might be one of the most surprising things in his time here that I've heard. Heck, it might be the most surprising thing I've heard him say. Does he ever... So I, I think, like, in my world, if that were me at that press conference, and again, I just, you know, can't win a baseball game that I need to win to stay relevant, and I'm 12 games below 500, and my ace starting pitcher once again walks the entire stadium, I think my short answer would have been, yeah, he just wasn't good. He didn't have great command, and right. we just we just haven't been good as a staff all season, for the most part, outside mm-hmm. of Rios. Like, why can't he just get to the point and say what's real? <laughs> is he worried about offending the guys in the clubhouse? I mean, Ron, he... Ron Gardenhire had some flaws, but Ron Gardenhire would push buttons yeah. and would call guys out as needed. And I think, you know, after a while it stopped working. But, like, he would know sort of when to say, all right, I'm going to publicly air some of these guys out because I need to send a message to that clubhouse. Rocco doesn't really – it doesn't seem like Rocco – Mm-hmm. Likes to cross that line. He doesn't. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that he's defending all of his guys at all times to the to the media and the public. If Rocco's going to rip you, he says things like, "We should have done this." He rarely identifies the player. You know that ball should have gone to second base or something like that, and he won't call guys out in particular. But in this case, um, I would argue. I, I think if I were advising Rocco, that he actually did Maeda more harm here than good because he's essentially saying he cheated and now he couldn't cheat. And, oh, my God, if you can't cheat, how can you throw a strike? Yeah. Which which I if I'm the veteran pitcher, Maeda in this case, I think I'd much prefer to hear something along the lines of, yeah, we expect more. Um, so this one really surprised me that a manager would essentially come out and say, sticky stuff's gone. I guess he's not as good, which is what I hear. Seriously, that's what also, I hear. So I, I don't think he would have a ton of value right now because he's just like not a good starting pitcher. But you know, I remember we floated his name as a possible trade candidate like six or seven weeks ago. Like right when the wheels were off the wagon, it was like early May, and we and we on this show just said, "All right, we know where this is headed. Let's start diving into some of these trade discussions." And I remember the name Kenta Maeda got floated here on the show and on social media. And it was kind of laughed at, like, what? what? It's a super team-friendly contract, $3 million a year. 
Yeah, but he's like 33, right? 33, going to be 34? Does he, 30s. does yeah. he really fit? I, and I know that, again, you know, where are you going to find a guy for 3 or $4 million exactly. at any age that's going to at least be in your rotation? So, like, that's the reason why you'd hang on to him. But does he really fit into your three-year window coming up? So I guess if there was a team that thought, like, if he had a couple good outings and a team wanted to give me something of substance here before the trade deadline, like, if he could find a feel for the baseball, however that would work out for him without getting suspended for 10 games. If if he could figure something out for, like, two starts and show teams, all right, I've got this thing going in the right direction for the rest of the year, and somebody wanted to offer me, like, a top 10 organizational prospect, I would listen on him for sure, even with the team-friendly contract. Didn't Rocco also just basically encourage the umps to check Kenta next time? Ah, like, he had a bad mean, start. They, but don't they check? I mean, they checked him last night. No, they? but I mean to like, yeah, no. I guess I'm saying to more thoroughly vet the process next time. I Sounds mean, like did, he doesn't have anything to hide. It sounds like he well, needs that's the something. Pro- but he does need something. That's my point. Is is he might say, "Screw it, I'm going to try and and put something in oh. a different place." He's an honorable guy. Me. He's a more honorable just, guy than than our guy Hector Santiago. Sure. Which, by the way, Hector, give it up. The, this appeal thing's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're a, you're a nobody. Like Phil said, we didn't know that you were pitching. Well, the just, ma- Scott Service, the manager, has come out and said, "Yeah, I mean, it was he only had he's like defending him, saying he only had rosin. Just release him. Who cares? Right. But it, <laughs> he's actually been pretty good. I think. I was just surprised that that Rocco said that. Like that's the last thing, and to me, that's also clearly a sign of the desperation here. Because they keep like there's this notion. Oh man, if you know what they just beat Cleveland two or three. What if they? I mean, we keep hearing that, and I don't think it's just from the bloggers. I think it's from like the team thinks that it's like no, sorry guys, you're done. Listen, the season's I'm, over. Just I accept mean, it. I get it. Like the, the the team, if you're if you're the manager and you're the players, like yeah, you're going to try and win as many games as possible. Sure. But like these stories that come out, and Declan's got one of them here that we'll get to in a second. But like these stories that keep coming out about. Well, the Twins just want to see on this next homestand. The front office just needs to see them now against nine straight divisional opponents. It's like, what? <laughs> right. What, exactly. Like, are you? I mean, they literally have to roll off like nine consecutive wins just to pull within like three games of five hundred, and then maybe you know, if, if they rolled off nine straight wins and both the White Sox and Cleveland also lost nine straight games, which isn't going to happen, they'd mm-hmm. still be three games out of first place going into the All Star well, break. So. And it's like because, oh, now they're competing with the Tigers and Royals. Well, good for you. You all stink. <laughs> like, it, th- like this is not a this is not something to be proud of. Oh, now they're really they, – they were entering the game on Tuesday in third place in the American League Central. Yeah, you know why? Because the Royals and Tigers are a joke too. Yeah, I mean, we definitely disagree on the Josh Donaldson thing today, but the thing that we agree on is this team doesn't deserve th- – th- this is – you said it right. This is one of the most – underwhelming, disappointing failure seasons in Minnesota sports history when you consider where this thing was at offseason, where, where people thought it was going to be, like 90-plus wins, all the projection sites, Vegas, like everyone thought this team was going to be, mm-hmm. uh, at the very least, like fighting to win the division and then at most maybe competing for a World Series. And so I just, it's hard for me, I'm with you, it's hard for me to sit here and be like, oh, three months into this disaster, well, maybe they can just, if they can just beat Chicago twice here, it's like, Screw you guys. You can't Seriously. play the way you did in April and May and just be that dead ass and then expect people to just like be all in and on board three months later. So I don't know. Maybe that's too. Maybe.
No, that's too pessimistic. Um, what, what is the latest on trade rumors, Declan? <laughs> All right, so this comes from, uh, I, I would say, like, what, the closest thing to the Adam Schefter, the godfather of MLB reporters and Jeff Passan. Like, Jeff Passan's a pretty plugged-in dude, right? He is the he's the number one guy. You know, right you know Ken Rosenthal. Oh, yeah. he, I think he's bat, number one. Guy. You know, but but Jeff Passan's like this up and coming guy. So I, I don't know how there. it works when like the passing of the torch happens among each sports insider. Like when when Adam Schefter basically took the torch away from like John Clayton and Chris Mortensen mm-hmm. like ten years ago. Uh, at some point, Woj came in and took the torch from like Mark Stein, right? And now Shams is vying for the torch. Jeff Passan came in at some point in the last couple of years. And I don't know if he had to go in with like a ski mask into like the baseball insider uh, condo, but he took the torch from Ken Rosenthal and probably from Buster Olney. I think those were the two guys. It's Jeff Passan's world now. Yeah. Yep. There's Stella, sure. and that's Stella Bark in the background, or is that the other yeah, neighbor dogs? No, that, that's that. Phil's. That's Phil's dogs. Like, like Big dogs. Stella is Stella like dogs, barking yeah, quite a bit, though. Yeah, I get Full. it. Disclosure: She's mad about Donaldson. She's mad about the Twins. She lost a lot well, of cash last night in the Bucks. Well, well, the bloggers. I mean, the dogs aren't going to uh, like this nine one from uh, from Jeff Passan. So he said, "Which teams will be fielding calls from those interested in adding this summer at the trade deadline?" He said, "The clear ones, according to major league sources: Arizona, Baltimore, Colorado, Detroit, Miami, Pittsburgh, Texas." But the team almost every contender is waiting on the Minnesota Twins. Who you want? They've got, and passing goes into great detail, great detail on Jose Barrios, <laughs> Nelson Cruz, obviously the pending free agents and Hansel Robles, Andrelton Simmons, etc. But this nugget on Barrios, I think, is really important. He says, outside of, Mac, of the Nationals making Max Scherzer available, the Twins' Jose Barrios looks like the best pitcher on the market. And then he goes into detail why he's under control, who could who could trade for him, the Mets maybe. Um, also, the the even the Chicago White Sox could possibly have interest. But this line on Barrios, that's the beauty of Barrios. If he's out there and an increasing number of executives believe Minnesota will deal him, his market is everyone. Reckless and if, and this And this is how, you know, at the deadline... There's just fewer available arms than there would be in the offseason when you have free agency and trade avenues and then like more teams are looking. There's just there's just more options. But at the deadline, you have maybe four or five viable like playoff rotation starters that are going to be available for trade. And whoever the best one is, some years the best one is Justin Verlander Mm -hmm. and he's a Hall of Famer. And some years the best one is like a Max Scherzer or whoever. And he's a Hall of Famer. But some years, like a couple years ago, 2019, um, who was the guy from the Blue Jays again? We brought his name up yesterday. Stroman. Marcus, Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman was the best guy available. Yep. And then and then Zach, Zach Granke became available too. But if Jose Barrios, it doesn't matter if he's Justin Verlander or not. If he's the best uh, pitcher available mm-hmm. and he's got a year and a half of team control and a team thinks he could be like their number two starter in the playoffs, the Blue Jays, for instance, right? You could get a haul for him. There's going to be a bidding war for him. So uh, just sort of piecing this all together, too, because we first started seeing these reports about the Twins teetering on the verge of selling like a month, month and a half ago, probably going back to like middle of May, right? And it seemed like a lot of a lot of leaks coming from teams that were talking to the Twins, getting a feel for things, John Morosi, Heyman, et cetera. Um, so my guess is the Twins have been talking about trades for like a month and a half. And teams are now getting a little frustrated with them. 
It sounds like they've had ongoing discussions. All right, whenever you guys are ready. Yep, uh, definitely. Definitely, like, here are the, the players that are going to be available. And every week goes by, and it's like, oh, we just need to see one more series. Oh, we just want to see what happens when, the, when we play the White Sox. Oh, we got Cleveland coming up. Let's see if we can take two or three from Cleveland again, right? And, and this report from Passon makes it sound like teams are just getting impatient. Like, guys, accept your fate. It's mm-hmm. over. Give us Nelson Cruz. Give us Jose Barrios. Give us Taylor Rogers so that we can make a run for the playoffs. I get walking Barrios up to the deadline. Like, I totally get that. Because if you create more and more of a potential bidding war between teams, that makes sense. What I don't get is why you aren't starting to peel off pieces now, though, right? Um, again, do you know who's not playing enough? Nick Garden. Nick Gordon should be playing. Like, find out. He was a first-round draft pick. He was considered a pretty big-time prospect at one time. Angelton Simmons, I'll continue to bang the drum on this, makes no sense on this roster. He makes some great plays. You know what? It doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Uh, Polanco can go play shortstop. Nelson Cruz, you can trade him. He just had a great June. He just had a fantastic June. So I get the Brios one. Uh, But what I don't get is is to what Declan read from Passan, why you're like holding all of these guys hostage on this awful baseball team until July 30th. I'll tell you another guy that you may now maybe they'll decide they don't want to start his clock, but Jose Miranda yeah, dude. just went five for five with three bombs, including a grand slam in his triple A debut last night. Yes. He's been one of the best hitters across the minor leagues all season. He's not ready dealer. yet. He's not ready yet. I saw the and... hi- highlights. I saw he, okay, here's the thing. His work, in the on deck circle is awful right now. Like the pine tar applications, <laughs> not right. Like you, you can't do this kid can't be in the big leagues until they work with what he does on deck. I'm yeah, sorry. Also, I mean, I know that he mostly just hits bombs, but like when he does on the rare occasion where he singles, his secondary leads at first base, he's yeah. not getting great jumps no. off the bat. Yeah. Got to work same. on those things. Not the same thing. Yeah. So uh, going to have to, I would say another, probably another for sure year and a half in the minor leagues just to iron out some of that stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. sir. Even uh, Josh Winder, the organization's number 12 prospect, he was just promoted to AAA today, and he'll also represent the Twins, just, just came down at the Futures game uh, as well. So he'll be the lone representative for the yeah. Twins. But now he's one step away. He has a 1.9 ERA in 10 starts at AA this year. Yeah, yes. there it is. All right. uh, I go. think Miranda, uh, I think third base is the position that That's what he's Doogie most said comfortable he at. Yep. So that he, he might played, be even more inspiration for the Twins to move move off that Josh Donaldson contract. I believe he was playing first base at, at his last stop, but he's expected to play th- third base, which, by the way, is fine. And you know what? Again, if you could trade Josh, trade Josh. Yeah. So, All right, let's talk in Twins. Passing coming down with that's interesting. Passing, yeah, passing. Doing this is uh, this is the final step. Like it passes through Pete. No, no pun intended. We're at the legislature. like the first line of like reporter. Yep, through the House to the Senate. Now it's now it's literally it's at the governor's door. We started at the House. We had it at the House. We drew it up. Passing the passing sitting in the MLB reporters yeah. oval office and he just has to sign executive powers are about to be, be signed. Yeah. Just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, let's uh, let's collect ourselves here so we can gear up mentally for some write that down predictions and an accountability session. Mackie and Judd, we talk Minnesota sports every single day and we want titles. Damn it.
It's all we want. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee Mdwakanton Sioux community. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. That's right. The most revolutionary, innovative segment in sports talking headdom. Write that down. We are the only trio in America that actually keeps track of our predictions, holds each other accountable, and puts our careers on the line. The minute that our bosses discover that we've been doing this every week for seven years, Uh we are in trouble. We are in trouble. Hold on a second here. That's why my boss can't. I didn't realize this. Hey, I can't participate today. I think you're in the best shape or of all of us I to can. participate. Or maybe I can, since Larry Brown's never going to go away from coaching. <laughs> and I already oh, got man. the point, and people last night were all excited because he took an assistant uh, job. You are, you are as linked to Larry Brown as, like, his children are. Like, now, like, it's, it's literally... <laughs> and, I could be his, and, and I could be his kid. That's the best part. Yeah. I'm 51. I could That's be true. his son. <laughs> well, and, and so the, the Larry Brown prediction lineage on this show and on Write That Down did not end with Judd. There are two Larry Brown-related predictions that came off the board today, even though Judd is sort of the Judd is the George Washington of Larry Brown predictors here, but we'll get to those. Uh, write that down. Predictions are powered by our friends at PXG. Rocking some swag here, PXG Minneapolis. It's a golfer's paradise. Just a great spot to uh, check out some of the best golf clubs on the market. The Gen 4 clubs specifically are the best clubs PXG has ever made. and uh, they, So they've got price uh, clubs at, at all different price ranges too, so if you just want to kind of stick your toes in the water, um, try the zero two eleven golf clubs. Go take a swing, see how they feel. Go put some uh, PXG apparel on so you can look the part out there on the course this summer. Check them out. PXG Minneapolis and Southdale Center. Find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. All right, boys. Write this down. Here's how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And uh, listeners, if you want to participate like Brian is about to here in a couple minutes, send us a message through the Score North app. You can just you can go click on the feedback uh, link at the bottom. There's just a button that says feedback. And then your best bet is to select Declan if you want a quick, immediate, organized response. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, check check out the uh, new Score North app. It's free to download, Apple and uh, Google Play stores. All right, boys. It's a tight batting average race going into the last few weeks. Judd Zolgad clinging to a lead. Not by a lot. But I think, I think there's some interesting things that happened this week. So okay. we'll start with Judd. Judd uh, knocked some dirt off his cleats a few days back and said Eddie Rosario will have a game-winning hit in at least one game All against right. the Twins in 2021. And Judd, that's a home run, my friend. That's a that's a specific prediction. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to give you a home run there for that, and we'll see where you're ultimately where you're at in the home run standings here in a minute. Uh, you did, however, fall victim to a parlay here. You said Kaprizov yeah. will win the Calder. Yeah. And Capo will finish top five in the Calder. 
I was trying to go for fifteenth, a far more solid hit, and I probably shouldn't have, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, Kaprizov winning the Calder probably would have been the just the right path to go. Yeah, there, but. and but that would have been, uh, in my opinion, a bunt single. I got haughty. I got too and, confident. Uh, this one has not come off the board yet, but it's worth highlighting because of what happened last night between Josh Donaldson and Lucas Giolito. You said the Twins and White Sox will have at least one bench-clearing incident in 2021. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that coming off the board sometime here soon? Uh, I can't wait for tonight's game. <laughs> I can, absolutely cannot wait. If the White Sox, if Donaldson plays and he does not get a pitch up and in and charge the mound, I will drive to Chicago and charge the mound myself he got weird for him on his behalf. I like it. I don't know why. Like Me? this. This yes, is what this, no. is, this is what we all were excited for. No, no, some, no, no. Some emotion, some life in that pitch. clubhouse. I want him to charge the mound, partially to help my prediction. No, I just didn't <laughs> like the circumstance. I just don't like it when you're on a crappy team okay. being trying to be haughty about it. it. It's embarrassing to me. I mean, he's the only one showing a pulse on this team right now. I mean, Nelson Cruz shows a pulse every time he swings. Yeah, but he back, didn't. So but he didn't show a pulse because he cares about the team. He showed the pulse because he, he's on this thing that pitchers are cheating, which he's right Listen, about. But then you're just then it's just a self-serving he, move by he's, him. He's it's fine. He's a mercenary. Baseball is actually the one sport where you can just be a self-serving mercenary. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants almost won a World Series with the most notable self-serving mercenary in baseball history, Barry Bonds. Mm-hmm. Like nobody like Barry Bonds. You can be a self-serving mercenary Win and still help a baseball team. The game. Win the game. I got no beef with you. All right. Uh, we'll see if that comes off the board tonight. I had a Oof. bunch of things come off the board. I told you guys Mitch Garver would not catch after taking that uh, foul Jeez. tip to the seeds. <laughs> right that he that. wouldn't catch in a major league game until July or later. So yeah. June 30th here. He's been playing catch, but I think he's still walking oh, with a little bit of a God. gimp, if you know what I mean. Oh. I saw I, I saw a blood stain uh, when he was playing. Oh, catch don't back, so. I don't even. You know what? He, he's been out so long now. I don't want to know. Yeah, like I just don't oh, need I more don't, details. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, Mitch, do you have two Adam's apples? What's oh, going on there? God. Oh, oh, Phil. Oh, oh. Uh, I also said the Twins will be swept yeah. by Cleveland over the weekend, which uh, they actually took two of two or three, and then it ran out. Too pessimistic. Uh, I said Rob Refsnyder's batting average will dip below 250 by the end of June. He's mostly been hurt since I predicted that. And I said Larry Brown will expire before he coaches again. Well, Larry Brown reportedly going to be an assistant coach for Penny Hardaway's Memphis basketball team, uh, college basketball team. So I guess technically... If 80-year-old Larry Brown does expire before the first game of the season, yeah, we can revisit this. Yeah. No, he's coaching. Nobody's coaching again. I'm sure he's coaching them yeah. right now. He's, like, talking to Penny about strategy. You're right. I guess you're I guess The only thing yeah. that expired was Larry's retirement. <laughs> that expired. Wow. Uh, speaking of Larry Brown, our, our guy Cooper, he said Larry Brown will coach again. And you know what? That's a home run. Because Larry Brown was very, very much retired. He's that dude's in his eighties, and so I think it was uh, it was a long shot for him to come back and coach again in his eighties. Even though he is Larry Brown and he loves to coach, we're gonna give unless you guys totally disagree. We're gonna give Cooper a home run here. I think it's fine. I've got no problem with it. Okay, Declan. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm cool yeah. with it. I respect it. Uh, Devlin said Kaprizov will win the NHL Rookie of the Year award. Good call it. And we have a few uh, a few whiffs here by the listeners. Carter said, between now and the end of the month, Judd will miss out on one score podcast due to technical difficulties. 
I feel like I'm more okay. in studio with technical difficulties than I do right. at home. Yeah, our internet in the studio has been a little little spotty. Um, I will say here. So first of all, people are wildly short selling Judd's technological abilities. Okay, mm-hmm. Judd Judd may not like have a wide range of things technologically that he partakes in, but the things that he does partake in. He he uh, he's pretty good, but Declan has saved the day about six different times yeah. in June with audio and mic issues behind the scenes that uh, that you guys yes. haven't seen. So De- Declan gets the assist here on uh, on Judd not missing a show in the month of June. Sorry, the difference between me and Patrick is if Declan assists me, I can often do the right things to make it work. Right. Where if he tries to assist Roycey, it's just no. Uh, I don't want to do short- it. I can't. I can't hear you. Let's do it's, fine. I'm in the car. It's basically, it's basically a short-tempered, <laughs> is this thing working yet? No, Pat, you've got to go. Where do I go again? Okay, forget about it. No, just call, us. No. Just call me. Just call. But your phone I sucks. Forgot, I, I don't forgot care. the headphones. Do I need them? <laughs> but Declan does deserve a big assist for my being on. All right, Bennett had the next one here. I just oh, This is a cautionary tale, man. I love, I love when the listeners shoot their shot here, but this is a brutal bad beat here. So he had a three-item parlay. He said Kirill Kaprizov will win the Calder. He will. The Wild will make the playoffs, and Kaprizov will lead the Wild in assists. Oh. Jordan Greenway led the Wild in assists and by two assists over Kirill oh, Kaprizov. Man, it should have been. It should have been goals or points, right? Or points. Yeah, he would have gotten it. And he specifically said assists. Mm. Uh, and then Declan's brother Liam said Kaprizov will lead all rookies in scoring next season, but was, will not win the Calder Trophy. How old was that prediction? I think like at the beginning of the year, remember? that his second to last appearance when he came on in January. Okay. okay now, uh, John, John, I'm going to highlight this one here. It's not off the board yet because John predicted Kaprizov and Rossi well, will both be top ten for rookie of the year, and one of them will win it. But what? he didn't put an end date on this prediction. Yep, that's fair. So, so the Kaprizov part comes off the board. Sure. And so, so he's got the one of them will win it part and the top ten for Kaprizov, obviously. Yep. And we're now waiting for Marco Rossi to play and potentially be top ten. Oh, for okay. the same now for next season. Now so he said he 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 did not put an end date on this prediction, which we I don't know. Maybe that's a technicality that we should. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold it against, at, against you like three months down no, the road. I, yeah, I think it's fine. Be- yeah. Because the, the kid should yeah. play next year, and yeah. it'll come off at that point. I think that's a fine prediction. Uh, I, I forgot to delete this one from last week. So, Declan, you don't get credit again for the WWE prediction. That's oh. just uh, a user error on my part. Uh, but you do get docked for saying the Twins will trade a player on their active roster by I... month's end, unless that happens today. Kind of a premature to take it off today. Oh, but um, boy, I guess you could have Yeah. You get you have sources. Did I are you just, talking to Jeff? Passon? I, just, I was texting him. Bar- is Bar- Barrios on the way yeah, out today? I was texting with Doogie and Passon. I'm trying to work these sources. I'm not trying to like make up things. I'm not being semantics. No, I'm I'm, I'm trying to make sure that the <laughs> trades are. I don't know why you I don't know why you guys are so bitter about you guys fight with twins bloggers all the what time. What are you talking about? You guys you guys need to just relax sometimes. Why would you Twitter. trade guys? This team's still no. in contention. Let's see what happens in tonight's game against the White Sox. Uh, and then you said Bruce Boudreaux will be the next head coach of the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. He should have been. Should have been. He should have been. <laughs> Hell, Dave. I like how you guys are. Sure. Yeah. And so, uh, as of today, Judd Zolgad leading with a 377 average oh. and now retakes the home run lead with four. Mm-hmm. I'm at 350 with two home runs. Declan, 338 with two home runs. Listeners at 312 with three home runs. So, 
Everyone's having a pretty good year here by write that down standards, and it's still anybody's race going into the last six months. All-time stats, we've been keeping track of these for about three years. Judd, 163 hits, 12 home runs. I'm at 133 hits, 12 home runs. Listeners, 112 hits, 12 home runs. And Declan with 55 hits and four home runs. All right, let's get our guy in here. Brian is our guest. Write it down. You like writing things down. Listener predictor here. Uh, Brian, what is your strategy today, sir? Are you ready to swing for the fences? Are you squaring around to bunt? Are you just going to charge the mound? Like, what are you doing here today? Well, I'll be pushing Judd as well turn up the mound. <laughs> I think you and Judd together should just band together and go and go there's charge some, the mound. There's some gray here between the two of us. Him more up top on the head, me right here. That's great. Yeah, that's uh, good. Maybe we can Photoshop you guys together here. Maybe, maybe, maybe somebody on uh, our YouTube comment section can. Uh, you just, I'm sure, challenge them to do that. So we'll start with Brian, and then we're going to go Judd, Declan, and then back to me. We'll make three trips around the room. Brian, you are the leadoff man. Fire away. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. So last season, the White Caps uh, lost the uh, Istanbul Cup. The Miz. So the Whitecaps uh, win this hockey team, that is. Mm-hmm. So next year, they will win the Is- Isabel Cup. All right. So that would be the uh, two, so next season, which starts yes. what? Does that start in, in 2021 or 2022? 21, I believe. But mm-hmm. Okay. Right on. I think Write right. it down. You like writing things down. That's our first Whitecaps prediction. I like it. Judd? Max Kepler will be traded by the Twins before next season. Mm. Max Kepler will not be back with the Twins, so when spring training opens, he will yeah. be on another roster. He will be traded. I don't see any room for Max Kepler. Hey, real quick, because I, I like where you're going here. I mean, they're going to have to – he's got like two years left on his deal, and it's like $8 million a year or something. He's been pretty bad <laughs> in almost every season except one. Yep. And so at some point, he just kind of is what he is. They might just have to just sell low on him and – but but if I'm going into next year, like who are you creating room? Who are you building your lineup around for sure next year? Larnick, Kirloff. Yep. I think Jose Miranda has put himself in that mix, even though he's never played a major league game. Uh, Luis Arise is one of your best on base guys, and so he you got to find some playing time for him. Jorge Polanco has been pretty damn good this year for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, Buxton, like Buxton technically is going to be yeah. back, and I mean if he can play, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. So I think you, you start there. Okay, who do you and, and Kepler for sure? Like he's not a for sure for me. I don't care about his contract. He just hasn't he hasn't played well. Write it down. You like writing things down. Oh. All right, Declan. All right, my first prediction: there will be a Woj Page. or Shams tweet slash report mentioning the Wolves having interest in Ben Simmons. Did I steal Dude, your exact one? I did this last I'm week gonna, too. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm, li- I'm gonna re- okay. So say yours again. There will be a Woj or Shams tweet slash report mentioning the Wolves having interest in Ben Simmons. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read mine because I write mine down here so I don't forget them. Yep, Getting old too. now, right? Same. I'm gonna I'm gonna read mine's a little different by one. I added one name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the board with you. Okay. Woj, Shams, or Chris B. Haynes, who's also an NBA insider, will connect the Wolves to Ben Simmons this summer. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna All go with that prediction. On the board now. I'm just gonna add Chris B. Haynes okay. to the mm-hmm. to the mix. Okay. That's hilarious. I think Judd's was Judd's was less about like specific reporters. I said that there will be a credible, credible report, report that sure. the Wolves and Sixers have talked about a Ben Simmons trade, but he will not be dealt to the Wolves. Got so it. I doubled down and said he's not coming here. 
Do you think there's a chance? So, you know, CJ McCollum is probably going to get traded. I, I mean, it's possible the Blazers have to blow everything up at this point, but I wonder if there's a chance the Wolves could just be like collateral, like a third or a fourth team that in a mega blockbuster that doesn't get Ben Simmons, but gets a guy like McCollum or something. You know, mm-hmm. I could, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Actually, McCollum would be a nice player. Yeah. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back over to Brian here. Your second prediction, sir. Well, this is where I'm going to charge the mound. <laughs> the Wild will play for the Stanley Cup before the Vikings play for a Super Bowl. Yeah. I... Who do you think right now it shouldn't happen, is but it more probably likely? Because it kind of feels like those are the two teams that are the most likely to, to do it, right, to get to their championship round. I don't know, man. It's tough. I think I think, I think, I think you got the, the two think, right teams there. Yeah, I don't know. It should be the Vikings, but I feel like it's probably the Wild. Okay. Write this down. All right, back to Judd, your second prediction. The U.S. Olympic men's basketball team will not win the gold in the summer games. Really? U.S. Really? Olympic men's ba- basketball team. Here's Here's why. My gut feeling is a collection of guys who just got done playing, like just got done. So there's a no break here and know they're going to have to play again are ripe to cash it in and be like, yeah, okay, we lost. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think they'll get you. a medal. I think they'll get a medal, but I'm just saying I, I, I'm guessing that they might not get gold. It's a long shot. There's I, enough. There's enough guys, I think, that would like to get their first gold medal. Like there's a pride factor that kicks in. Mm-hmm. For a lot of these guys, um, USA basketball. By the way, I, I just went to DraftKings.com. So the men's, the men's odds: USA minus three hundred five, Serbia plus eight hundred. So they're, and Spain is plus eight hundred. So they're very much heavy favorites. So we'll see. It would be an upset. I think that's a home run if it's true that they don't win the gold. Yes, if they don't win gold, I think it's a home run because they're. Mm. That's I mean, pretty big upset it's still a pretty damn good. It's not a dream team, but it's a pretty damn good team. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll give Judd a home run on that. Yeah. Yes, we'll give Judd a home run on that. Write this down. Okay, that was easy for Judd. Okay, okay Declan. All right, a bachelorette prediction for you, Phil. Did you watch? By the way, have you caught up? I have not caught up. Do you want me to take my headphones? Off? No, you're fine. You're fine for this one. You don't have to. You don't have to. It's fine. No spoilers because it's, it's, it's up. It's up. it's down the line. Uh, Greg will make it to hometowns on the bachelorette. Greg, will I love make me it some Greg. Man. He seems so wholesome. I like him. He's kind of he's kind of a kind of a dork, yeah. you know, just kind of a just a wholesome I, I kind guy. Kind of resonate with him. You know, I, yeah. you know, what you notice about these bachelor bachelorette shows, they never put any chubby guys on the show. You know, like all the, there's like thirty guys on the show. There's never any there's never any man boobs. You know, they're all taking their shirts off, going to the going to the pool, hanging out, talking about the bachelorette, and you never have a guy that's just like drinking a Coors Light or whatever. You know. Oh, yeah, she's pretty hot. Oh, what do you guys think? You want a bratwurst? And you wonder why that doesn't happen now. After you, after you just did that, yeah. From, from down, Gr- like Green Bay, Wisconsin, oh. here's Jethro. Yeah. Got a little indigestion this morning. Here's Jebediah from Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> Come oh on. All right, uh, write this down. Josh Donaldson will get – he'll either get hit by a pitch or have a pitch thrown – Behind or above his head, uh, behind his body or above his head, by the White Sox at some point this season. Okay. I don't know if it happens tonight. They so, might wait. 
Or so are he'll, you going he'll, to charge the, but you're not going to charge the mount? Don't bait me into a parlay. He, he didn't you're say that. You're not going to charge the mount? He didn't say that. Don't, just, ba- don't be baiting me into a parlay. I'm trying to write clarify. Write this down. I see right through you. Yep. And you write that down, gamesmanship. Okay. All right, Brian, your final prediction, sir. Well, our rookie of the year, Kirill, the thrill, next season will break Gabrick's goal record in a single season. Ooh, that's, a good, that's a great one. What is it? It's 43? 42 is the record. Four, okay. You have to get 43. Hockey Whisperer coming in hot there. See that? Just nailed that. Oh, the Hockey right Whisperer is everywhere. Yeah. He never I goes like away. I think you're right. I mean, give him 82 games and give him another year here to just sort of figure out the league. Um, and to specify, and it's, N- it's N- he'll score those goals in the NHL, not the KHL, right? That's Correct. The fear. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure. Cool. Uh, Brian, nice work here with your predictions. Is there anyone, now that you've got this life-changing platform here on Mackie and Jay, anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this point today? Actually, I'd like to thank uh, Joey from uh, Brave the Wild. He gave a shout-out to uh, Judd's Hockey Show, and I tuned in and listened and eventually stumbled across this show. Oh, wow. Nice. So without him, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> we appreciate awesome, him, too, then. Right on. Thanks for the, uh, the shout-out. And Brian, we'll get you on again sometime. Make some more predictions. Thanks for coming on, dude. All right, thank you. Goodbye. All right, look at the power of the internet. You know, wow! You just, when you put wild. out the positive yeah. vibes, the good vibes that we put out every single day here, it all comes back around. You know. Well, I mean, it helps to have a guy like me on the show who's so positive about life. It really yeah. does. Yeah. Totally. Like yeah. every day, I wake up and think to myself, "What is my fellow man going to do to do, make me feel good today?" And every day, something happens. Write that down. Judd has all kinds of those like signs that you find at Bed Bath and Beyond: "Live, Laugh, Love." Just, oh yeah, right, right. Oh, my God. Yep. You can't see them on camera now because they're sort of on the fourth wall side. But there are mm-hmm. a lot of positive affirmation quotes. I go outside my house every day. Hi, neighbor. How are you today? Let's chat. You actually do probably call him neighbor yeah. or her. Someone, someone you probably lived next to you for twenty years that Hello. you still call neighbor. No, I just say hey, yeah. De- De- Dex just nailed it. Yep. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hello. Yep, you know yep. the exact way he says that too that I said too. I'm like a politician. Yeah. Hello. My fellow Hello. neighbors, ask not what you can do for yourself, oh but what God. you can do for me. How about cutting my grass? <laughs> Write it down. You're like you cut my grass. Oh. I'll talk sports with you for five minutes. Oh, is that cut. a euphemism? I don't know. If you, Come, if you on. Cut, Come no. over and find out, neighbor. <laughs> No, no, that's disgusting. Yeah, Declan, I just for the record, I did not say. I know you did. Thank God. All right. I think it's Judd's Judd's turn here. My final prediction: Uh, Kirill Kaprizov will be the highest-paid player on the Wild next season on a contract that is either for four or five years. Okay. Does that make sense, Dex? Yes. So that, then that would be a big win for the Wild, I would think, if they got him to sign a four- or five-year contract. If they get him to five years, they deserve a medal probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he, he wants to get back to free agency Early sometime up. during his prime, right? Yes. Correct. Makes sense. Yep. All right. Uh, Declan, your final prediction. Write right. it down. You like writing things down. Uh, I, have a, I have a wrestling prediction here. Love it. <laughs> uh, Becky Lynch will make her return to WWE between now and SummerSlam. Okay. So Becky Lynch will make her return to WWE between now and SummerSlam. Apparently, uh, she was at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and actually she had, yesterday, she actually got, her and Seth Rollins got married. They actually had their wedding. It was good yesterday on a Tuesday. Happy. And good for him. Is very right. happy for that. Yeah, very happy. 
For Very him. happy for them. It's awesome. Write this down. The man. Um, all right, write this down. Twins get swept by the White Sox. You're going twins, for it again. You're just twins get swept by the White Sox. I just, I, I just, just be done with it. Just start trading everybody. Let's start looking at 2022 here. Okay, let's start. You know, when you know that when you know that your campaign is over and you're not going to win the primary, like just start. What's what's the next thing? Let's get to the next thing here. Let's figure out how to make this team great again in 2022. Twins get swept by the White Sox. Write this down. So uh, there they are. Write that down. Predictions and your accountability session. The only show in America that actually keeps track of predictions and uh, puts our careers on the line every single week. Boys, can we let's do you have that that Blazers PR clip? Declan? Yes, I do. I do. I think we should. Let's let's do just a couple minutes on this real quick here. Okay. Um, the, the three of us have all been around sports and sports media and PR enough. And we've seen similar things like this. Even with Minnesota teams, where you just get like an overzealous sports PR person. So uh, Chauncey Billups, and I admittedly have not read up on all the details of this, but he was involved in an alleged sexual assault situation back in 1997 as a young, I think he was just coming into the NBA. Um, and that case was settled out of court, right? I think there was a civil suit and it was settled, mm-hmm. but it's been a question that's been lingering over his head for like, 20, 25 years, and he knew he was going to face some sort of questioning here. So the clip you're going to hear and see, uh, he was asked about it once, initially at his introductory Blazers press conference, and then a reporter from The Athletic wants to jump in and ask a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's the clip. Hi, Jason Quick with The Athletic. Uh, you said the 1997 incident shaped you in unbelievable ways. Can you maybe elaborate on that and, and how it helped shape you? Appreciate your question. We've addressed this. Um, it's been asked and answered. So um, happy to move on to the to the next question here, Aaron. So I know for the visual, uh, the the visual audience probably saw this, but the audio audience. So Chauncey leans in, not annoyed or anything. Yeah. Like he knows that these questions are coming. He's a like he's a affable guy who's you know he's a career in media, right? Like everyone who's interacted with him, you know, at least that I've heard, likes Chauncey Billups. Leans into the microphone because he's ready and comfortable to give an answer to the question. Like he's going to give, I would assume, an honest, thoughtful answer to a tough question. The other thing you'll see, let's play this one more time here. Neil Oshie, who was the general manager for the Blazers going back like eight or nine years, and he somehow he like conned his way into a Clippers front office job like 10, 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, with one of the greatest scoring guards of all time, Dame Lillard, like can't build a roster around him. So you'll notice as soon as this reporter starts asking the follow-up question, Neil Oshie reaches for his water bottle, takes a quick sip, and stares at the PR person. It's like It was like his sign. It's almost like they talked beforehand and said, hey, if I go for my water bottle and look at you, kill, like, kill the questioning thread. Let's play it one more time. Hi, Jason Quick with The Athletic. Uh, you said the 1997 incident shaped you in unbelievable ways. Can you maybe elaborate on that and, and how it helped shape you? <laughs> Appreciate your question. We've addressed this. Um, it's been asked and answered. So um, happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. So sports dad, Judd Zolgad, you've been covering sports a long time. You've been around press conferences a million times. What would your, if you could be a consultant in this situation for the Portland Trailblazers, and you could rewind going back to before this press conference took place, what would your advice to them have been? Answer every question. I mean, answer them, and that doesn't mean that you have to give a play-by-play and details that are probably sealed. So, like, there there are some things that you could very possibly say, we can't talk about that part of it, but 
doing what the Blazers did reeks of you're hiding something or you're embarrassed or you're not prepared. Like there's no good way to spin what they did. And, and I feel for the PR person here because they clearly are just being told, Hey, cut yeah. off the question, but that's just embarrassing. And it's embarrassing. If I'm Phillips, I say, if I'm going to take this job, we're going to have to get, we're going to have to go through, through this. It's going to be a day or two and then it's done. Uh, but now it leaves unanswered questions that are going to be uh, dug on. I saw a quote from Oshi also that said said something about the, uh, he gave a quote, you're just going to have to trust us on this. Okay, bud. Like since when does the media trust a team and why would you? Um, So that's a ridiculous statement. And by the way, that causes more people to dig. So yeah, I would, the, the worst press conference I think I've ever seen in this town, and I've seen a few awful ones, but I think the worst one was the Adrian Peterson one where, yeah. where he had uh, uh, beaten beaten his kid with a switch, and the Vikings then are, are like, well, we, you know what, that's a family thing, and we're going to end. And they quickly had to backtrack, and they did a pretty good job the second time around. But, yeah, I mean, this to me is not that hard. You have to come off as transparent. E- even if you're not being transparent, come off as transparent. And when you say you're going to have to trust us, that's like code for – don't trust dig us. more on us. <laughs> yes. Like, like, like this is mind boggling to me. It's, and I don't know if, if you just have, I don't know if it's a PR staff issue with, with Portland or if they were just like overridden by idiot basketball ops executives or, or what it was here. But if you had two choices going into this press conference, number one being let everyone ask the questions they're going to ask. Chauncey can answer thoughtfully and charmingly however he wants to. And uh, and then it can be a one day story and then it can be done or you can elbow your way in as a PR person, cut the thread off. And now it lives not only another day, but it lives even more prominently for another day because of the way you did it. I actually think if I'm Chauncey in that spot and I get that he's new to the organization and it's a, it's it, like I'm sure he's been given advice and guidance for what the Blazers want him to do. But if I'm Chauncey in that spot. I put my hand up and I say, no, 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 it's okay. Here's my answer to that question. Like, right. it's okay. I'm, I'm comfortable answering, answering this question. Right. And I think that, like, if, if you could go back, like, Chauncey should have stepped in and said, no, no, no. No, hey, thanks, guys. Like, I, I'm happy to answer these questions. I'm here. He looked uncomfortable enough where I think he had been told what the strategy was going to be. So it almost would have had to be cut off uh, pre-press conference, which it should have been. But, but yeah. I mean... This is this is a franchise that what now twenty five years back was known as the Jail Blazers and like they worked their ass off to to change that and to change their quote unquote culture and to like now go back to this and, and look there are some executives and they're dangerous David Kahn's one of them who just think that they're smart and they're not and and they don't listen to people who know what the the culture of the franchise is and what the values are supposed to be and they don't last long. And yeah, this is, and, and Portland also did something really weird. They, um, so Becky Hammond was a leading candidate to get that job Yeah, and behind the scenes. And it clearly came from them. Somebody leaked out. Well, there, there's some stuff you guys don't know about her and her preparation to take a job like this. And it was all like, it was unnecessarily damning. Yeah. Um, so I think, and I think starting with this Oshi character, this is just a bleep show. It is. Yeah. Neil Oshi. I mean, if you get a chance to go and like, look at his background, he was like, he was like an actor on soap operas back in the nineties. And then, are you serious? And then like somehow got into the, he got into the Clippers organization when it was a train wreck under Donald Sterling (laughs) in like the early two thousands. 
and and worked his way up. When Mike Dunleavy got let go, he worked his way up to assistant GM and then GM for a couple of years with the Clippers when they were still bad. And then he parlayed that into he must just be like a really charming personality to the to rich people who look to hire in the NBA. But like, yeah, yeah, Damian Lillard's amazing. Congratulations. But the roster that they like, they haven't been able to get Damian Lillard help for like eight years. So how do you run? a sports franchise in 2021 and not have somebody who has a great understanding of potential crisis management. Dude, it's unreal. And honestly, like sometimes what happens is these, these sports PR staffs, like they're, they're grinding their asses. They're, they're responsible for a million different things. They're not paid very well. And like, yeah, you usually have some sort of like vice president or like uh, some sort of like VP of communications or something, but you know, but these are multi-billion-dollar entities that oftentimes have really thin communications and PR staffs, or at least people that are more like entry level that are part of those teams. It's like I don't know. Uh, I'm with you. They're, the NBA should almost have, and maybe they do some sort of like central crisis communication <laughs> center that all the teams can tap into. Like, all right, you're hiring someone with a record. He's going to be asked about it. Here's the NBA crisis communications team to come in and help you handle it going into the press conference, right? Yeah. Yep. Here's what you shouldn't do. Don't if, elbow your way and barrel and stumble in and cut the thread off. So if they had good. done that right, it would be done. Like, if you do that right, it's still a big deal, but it's yep. done. Yep. You've answered every question about it. Um, instead of in, instead of now, you basically you look very much like you're trying to hide something about it, true or not. So it's going to cause people who by the way are professional diggers to dig. Yep. Like you'll get good you'll get good journalists on this. Yep. So, oh. Uh lesson learned here. Don't don't be idiots. Blazers <sighs> PR team has already violated that. Uh Federated Mutual Insurance Company, not idiots. Very smart people. In fact, when it comes to risk management, they're not going to help you on the PR side as much, but uh they offer all sorts of products and services tailored to your needs when it comes to risk management and protecting your business. And the industries range across the board. They protect auto services, woodworking, uh, printing, retailing, wholesalers, funeral services even. And you can check out that full list at federatedinsurance.com and find out how they can protect your business. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Mackie and Judd. You can always click subscribe on our Score North YouTube channel and give us a five-star rating or a positive review on Apple Podcasts and uh, help spread the word about daily Minnesota sports entertainment with the iTord Championships. That's right. We've got a high bar here on Mackie and Joe. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.